Welcome to another edition of the Earning Hope Podcast News Cycle. Uh, I am your host, journalist, whatever you want to call me, David. And today, immediately after calling the FBI yesterday and confronting them with their lack of accountability in their organization and the related organizations operating under the guise of busting down on crime while simultaneously taking the opportunity to bust out free speech and journalism, I was immediately confronted with animal control officers this morning and various forms of public service. And then we had a nice long conversation with the sergeant after that, in which I confront him with another one of his sergeants, a fellow with an English accent. I did mention that there's an international element to all this. And this is what's going on at Princeton University, and not just Princeton University, and in Princeton, New Jersey, but across the country right now. This is the kind of suppression that anybody who's trying to tell you any form of the truth that doesn't fit the narrative of the Democratic Party or the Republican establishment's party line, they will try and silence dissent. They are trying to upend our election and steal our election, and it isn't necessarily everybody in both parties. It's a consortium of people with foreign interests outside the country. The scams that have been going on with the Hunter Biden laptop and the and the racketeering case that's coming from that, the previous racketeering case from the previous administration with Uranium One, those are still in play. Those are part of a Bureau of Land Management dealing that I've been reporting on for quite some time now. And every time I turn a corner, it, I get to another situation where I'm dealing with this. So now, when I say turn a corner, that isn't a reference to Donald Trump. People keep trying to assert that I support one candidate or the other. No, I'm highly critical of the current administration and the abuse of authority in general. And it's not one president or the other that I ever take exception with. I take exception with the abuse of surveillance state, with the abuse of our military, because this negatively affects regular folks from my community on the regular. I mean, this is a daily occurrence that gets people killed in war zones, gets spies killed and outed in other countries. And it, they try and blame it on people like me as a journalist, but really that's actually coming from nefarious elements that are asking people who don't know the whole story to do things they shouldn't be doing in the first place, and they're doing that for profit. So they're literally sacrificial lambs to corporate interests and people with royal titles that shouldn't have a say in our government. And so when you come across this, normally you have your entire life destroyed, which has happened to me. And that's okay. I'm used to that. The military is pretty hard on their soldiers, or at least they used to be. And so I was pretty well ready for something like that in my life at any given moment. But in this particular instance here, this is a threat to national security, that these folks are able to do this, that they're able to abuse the system, any system like this to this extent, that they're able to contact contractors of various kinds and implement them into sabotage in your home and commit crimes in order to hurt your life, I wouldn't want this to happen to anyone. And this has been happening around me for quite some time. I've been keeping track of it. And I have, again, uh, I have several videos on the internet. The initial part of my YouTube channel is when I first got to New York and I didn't know 100% what was going on with all of their stuff yet. I didn't want to hold one group of people accountable or the other, but I did recognize the same targeting program that was used to run me out of the town that now houses the Bureau of Land Management in a building with Chevron Oil. 
in a town that has a third of the town owned by Halliburton Oil. And so these major oil companies are willing to have people thrown in jail and probably kill them in order to silence them from telling you about how those resources are being used and manipulated by both parties who are making money to get kickbacks. So your politician who gets more money from oil companies or subsidiaries of oil companies or non-governmental organizations that are outwardly funded by oil companies, all of those people are suspect in a major racketeering scandal in this country in which a 1933 law and intended to keep mineral rights for American citizens is being broken. It's, it's absolutely something that is that far-reaching in its scope. And so this is way bigger than Watergate and, and the Whitewater scandal. This is the kind of stuff that normally would make somebody's career not get them buried in a jail cell. But I live in 2020 where Jeffrey Epstein was murdered in his jail cell or killed himself, whatever you want to believe there. I think it's fairly obvious that that wasn't necessarily what was going on, in my personal opinion. Somebody that well-connected to the surveillance state was probably killed to keep these kind of secrets. And if they're going to kill me for it, I'm going to make sure that everybody knows why, I'm, why I was taken out. And this is one of those things where... I, I once volunteered my life to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And I don't like doing things in a law enforcement capacity. I, d I disagree with it because of things like systemic racism that do exist that I've studied as an anthropologist in my spare time where I, where I was being kept from finishing school and kept from doing all the things that I needed to do in order to progress in my life. So. I am more than familiar with progressive values and the things that are hurting that community, which is why I tend to lean liberal in those departments. And I disagree with the narrative put forth by Republicans that that's just handouts, because it's not. There are actual things that used to exist that no longer exist that enable people to pad against any of these major things happening. And absent these social s systems, they are able to target people with the surveillance state and there is no safety net for anyone. That is beyond unfair. It's unconstitutional and illegal activity that's taking place in our government, facilitated by corrupt politicians on behalf of private interests. And this is, again, a multi-year-long investigation I've been doing as a journalist. I've intended to write books about stuff like this to help better inform the electorate in my population of things that have been written about in history. But these tech companies and all these people that are involved in this stuff, they are very worried about the things I'm talking about because in their mind, I am hurting the shareholders' bottom line. And now if you've never studied the psychology behind corporate boards and how they make decisions, they make them purely based on math and not ethics. Purely, purely based on math, the bottom line which means that extremely unethical and nefarious things can happen in your community and at the federal level of the government that are would never have been ex ex accepted in history, but they will play your emotions and make up the excuse that they're combating terrorism, when in reality they're not. They're destroying the very idea of truth in reality as it pertains to the average American's daily existence. And again, I'm not going to assign this to one party or the other because it, it appears that the people that do this don't have political views. They don't have a political belief system. They don't really believe in anything except moving things forward by any means necessary. 
Now, the problem with that is, is that forward, in their case, isn't in the direction the American electorate authorized or was even told about. And this isn't stuff that you wouldn't have been able to find out if you had taken a decade to study it yourself. But because I did that in advance of stuff like this going on in my life, I'm taking time to consolidate it and condense it into short stories so that you can catch up. If you have any questions about the things you hear in my podcasts or see in my videos, please feel free to contact me through those social platforms. I've expanded out into other social platforms that now exist like Minds.com, uh, Rumble.com, and there's a few other ones out there, Library, uh, and there's this one called Odyssey.com, but that one was purchased by Google. So they're already closing in on competition that should have been providing an uncensored platform, but they immediately purchase it as soon as something like that comes up. And so though you can have a non-centralized distribution of those files, eventually they'll still implement the same form of censorship they're trying to get authorized through legal precedents now. And so this is the story of what happens the day after you catch the FBI refusing to take a report about their own illegal activity. Here's that conversation. Right on. Electricians? Yeah. Because that's how much of an issue I've been having with federal law enforcement. So there are people that work inside of federal law enforcement that don't always do their job. I've been apprised of this. I've talked to the New Jersey Transit cops, and he was of the same opinion, that there are people on the job that are doing things they shouldn't be doing. And I've seen that demonstrated around here pretty frequently. But more often than not, I get your office being sent over here, and then I'll talk to another sergeant right after that, and I'm told that he didn't know or get any calls about me being over here. So those two were doing something, acting outside of their directives, which is to provide public safety at the behest of people that uh, probably aren't their boss. And so that needs to be stopped, because I'm just a journalist, and that's retaliation. That's actually a crime, and I could sue you guys for it. I don't want to do that. I'm not a litigious person by nature. But in this event that this finally gets comes to a head with the FBI, which I recorded a phone call with them yesterday in which they refused to take my report of being investigated by them illegally. And this is being done again with things like Google, and they can now, the Google can sum up some search results for the cops so that they can warrantlessly investigate people. And they do this to silence journalism and all sorts of different things. Now, normally guys don't catch them doing this, but I'm military trained, so I know fuckery when I see it, and so I caught them doing all this stuff. They ran me out of my house in Grand Junction, Colorado, because the Bureau of Land Management's moving out there. And I don't appreciate, as a journalist, being over here waiting to talk to another journalist who's also been harassed like this, lost a job at the New York Times, and historically been persecuted for telling the truth and doing nothing but that, not doing anything that jeopardizes national security or the government in any way. Some of the things I've talked about, some, something's happening where they end up in front of con Congress when I, when I write about it, when I talk about what they're doing. Maybe it's because they're not legally allowed to investigate them, but once I get involved in the situation and analyze what's actually going on from the perspective of a web service Could you person. Just pause that for one second? Yeah, no worries. Yeah, go for it. Sergeant Miller. Yes. You having a good day? Pretty good, yeah. How about you? Well, it was all right until they sent the animal control guy over here and another lady from from your office yes. came over here and I could tell so by the reaction that she didn't want different. to hear me out when I told her that I'm being harassed by the local authorities so that's why I wanted to talk All to right. your sergeant. Thanks.
The local police chief that just re right, retired, body, he's got FBI certificates and West Point certificates. So, I got all right. So, there are people that are trying to settle scores across the board right now, and all this contested election shit's not going to make that any easier. And so, but it, this started way before this guy took office. Two years before all that, the DOJ started making arrests on information that I was reporting on as a journalist in fraud scams on the internet and all this different kinds of stuff. So they've made $2 billion in bust off of stuff that I did research on as a front page web developer and how scams were being done on the internet, embezzling billions of dollars in retirees' money in various forms of scam, like romance scams and all these different things. So I really don't appreciate the extra attention I'm getting because people got some certificates from the FBI at the police chief's office there or somebody's got a buddy here and they call up and they ask for a favor. They're really just sticking their, their piece into a blender they shouldn't right now because these things have been bringing down federal investigations everywhere I go. I'm just a journalist, but you can consider that parallel investigation if you want to. Everything I've been doing, including the trucking company I worked at and everything else has merited arrests and all these different things. I don't directly work for DOJ or FBI or anything like that. I'm an independent journalist, but everywhere I go, federal heat comes down on people who break the law while trying to use the law. And that happened to me multiple times in the last few years. And the end result is I get retaliation from inside of law enforcement. I don't want to have that problem here because I don't have a problem with you for sure. I've talked to you several times. I think I might have talked to you once and I've never had a problem with you guys. Uh, the other sergeant I talked to, never had a problem with. But the feller with gray hair, he looks like he might work for America's Most Wanted. He seems to be uh, in cahoots or in control of when I get more attention than not. Now, we can tell you, I can tell you right now, anytime we come out here, it's because somebody's complaining because you're sleeping. Yeah. Well, that's you know, another business, isn't it? Bed. Yeah. Uh, I could be a traveler who's just stuck here waiting for a train in the morning, or I could just be yeah, somebody who's... You're, uh, you're here for the last two months, and we know the truth. Yeah, I've been the back and forth is... between New York City and D.C. also, and like I just told you, okay. and so, you could verify this, you could go ahead and call up the DOJ and ask them about federal investigations. I don't need to call anybody, I just don't need you to sleep Well, then if you don't need station. to call anybody, I don't need to put up with intolerant people calling the well, cops I'm on I'm going to tell you that if you sleep here, you're going to be uh, P&G from here for 90 days, so you're not in danger of sleeping in danger? I already talked to the cops from New Jersey Transit System. This is theirs, not your jurisdiction. That's incorrect. No, it's not. I talked to the New Jersey Transit cop. The out. You can, let me give you the card. New Jersey Transit officer. Let me give you the card. You guys can hash this out. Because he, no, no, you do. Because what my jurisdiction is and what their jurisdiction is. You're wrong. You're misinformed, Sergeant. You're misinformed. That is the New Jersey Transit officer's office. He sent somebody out here from outreach. Yes. From outreach, that station right there is New Jersey Transit Police's authority. And I'm about the train, not the not all the, the platform, the, the platform where I have been sitting and doing my stuff. That's New Jersey Transit Police, and I talked to them, the uh -huh. outreach coordinator, directly. I talked to their officer and from that. They said you're fine to sleep there whenever yes, you sir. want. Yes, sir. They Pull said I could. They already explained to him the situation in detail, and I recorded it for posterity. Can I watch the video? Absolutely, you can record and watch the video. We're gonna take a break from this, and we're gonna go ahead and watch that. Actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. I just want to hear from the Jersey Transit officer that he's okay with you sleeping four feet away from their railroad tracks. Not a problem, officer. Now, this is why I do this, because you guys seem to not communicate very well. This seems to be a problem in general. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Please do. Absolutely. I, I do definitely want you to talk to her. She told me I was going to get the cops arresting me today. She's the one that actually told me the cops were going to come bother me today. Before it happened.
David. Sorry. I'm Vicky. Vicky? Nice to meet you, Vicky. Hey, no, no worries. No, no worries at all. I'm not done yet, apparently. Yeah, she has pictures on her phone she showed me because people took pictures of my gear this morning. And she wanted to, she wouldn't know what that was all about. She knows I've been being harassed by the cops, doesn't agree with it. Yeah, the only time we come out here is when we get a complaint. Should be, right? But right. That, I've been That's told it. by There's another one. No was, FBI informant. Yeah, no, no. I know you guys don't have anything or... to do with that. I got that. Okay. But I know about your local police because I'm a journalist, so I do my due diligence. Right, so what's your the local issue? Police what was the issue earlier about you showing an animal complaint to one yeah, of the Animal security? control. No, no, no. Whenever I'm being harassed locally here, they send out multiple things. They send out pest control, animal control, you guys and then the local cops and then cops from other places nearby show up in mass to harass and this is being done I'm going to go ahead and guess with organization through the fraternal order of the police no, because well not, I would like to okay, I would so. like to believe that well I don't need you to believe me or not I don't need you to not. believe me or not I'm a journalist who caught right, the, the, I've the, so what what happened today inside the store with uh, one of my security guards. Uh, one of your security guards. I tried to tell her that I was being harassed again because of local law enforcement sending over the animal control officer with oh, his pistol. Oh, that's what on. she said. When she that's said right. About, now she thought you were showing a picture no, of no, no, like no, an no, animal yeah. that was being abused. And no, she's like, this no, isn't, no, no, no. Just isn't in my scope of responsibility. Yeah, I'm no, just no, sir. Security here. That's right. No, so, I'm yeah, sending animal control. She, she has no, no, um, no means of. Uh, uh, no, yeah, I got that. But I, mean, I she, she told you guys me, are not allowed. You guys, she are, thought you were, you were yelling you're at You're interested in public safety, right? Control. Well, I'm being harassed by a guy with a gun on his hip that's considered animal control. Now, listen, maybe something you don't know about is in New York City, when they moved homeless people into a, a can we West, just stick with Princeton University? Well, we can stick to that if you want to. Okay. When I, I came up, when I came to the East here. Coast on a bus, it said "Good Dog" on my bus ticket. Okay, federal level authorities are messing. I, I said I want to stick with. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. That was when I was coming through in New Jersey on the way to New York. Princeton University only responds out to see about your welfare when we get a call about your welfare. Yeah, I got that. And I've recorded okay. every bit of this stuff that's been going on for due Good. diligence purposes. So then, so then what, what, what do you need to speak well, with me Well, I want to file today? a complaint with you guys if it keeps coming from inside your office or I keep getting people coming over here and then I have another sergeant immediately tell me, which, by the way, I got him on tape as well. Can I see that? Yes, you may. Absolutely. Okay. We can do that. We want to see, you want to see both videos or you want to uh, see? Just the sergeant saying it. Not a problem. Yes, I, I had another incident where, uh, again, this was, this is a regular occurrence for me. So it's not like a new thing that's been going on here. Mm -hmm. This is one of those things where some people are acting outside of their jurisdiction to try and have me arrested and do all sorts of different stuff, manipulating the legal system. This is well-founded, by the way. They do this to journalists and all sorts of people. And uh, it's just that they don't usually so get caught. Had no so. being arrested or oh, yes, I have. Actually have. Yes, by two of your officers. And then I asked a sergeant about it, and he said he didn't know anything did about that. Did you record that. the two officers making the threat? That I did not get. And so, unfortunately, they blindsided so, me having a coffee and a smoke in the morning and told me that the local cops were going to arrest me. Then I talked to a sergeant about it, and he said he didn't know anything about it. So there you go. There's two so officers. you all these conversations, but you didn't... I didn't catch that one. Of the most important ones. Yeah, I didn't get that one. So it's one of those... But you can check your cameras, because I know those are monitored. So yeah, if you want to go ahead and do that, you can catch them coming over here, harassing me. You probably won't have audio from that, but I know the feds do. And so this is a thing where it's, it's unconstitutional in the extreme. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely not okay for them to be usurping your authority as a sergeant you would probably not appreciate it too your officers went off willy-nilly to go do something on their own and didn't to bother oh, to tell you not. about it so that's that's the reaction i got from the sergeant i talked to after that now 
Let's see here. Forgive me, I do edit these videos together, so we'll go ahead and skip to the part where I'm asking him about it. Beneath the person living in it so that they can evict the tenant. So I was talking about tenant rights and what led me out into this situation. People, and they were trying to audit the cops, right? So they went... Talking about auditing cops and things like that. Now, yeah. I'm not doing that. And Woods Jr., the cop I mentioned in a previous video, who talks about police corruption in places like Baltimore, said that they have lists... ethical either he's a sergeant and so now when he's on his way out with coffee i'm going to make sure that he understands the train conductors don't have a problem with me and that'll be on the record that way we're all good and simpatico and everybody understands that this is illegal harassment not something they're actually allowed to do it's just that they're doing it because they have a couple of buddies who don't like me so it's one of those things where it's a bunch of piddly little piss ant shit that they shouldn't be able to do, but they do it anyway. So, they usually don't get caught. So, as a public service, I'm doing this so that other people don't have to suffer from bully high school bullshit when they're dealing with things like cops and train station conductors, because they're all nice. The ones I talk to here most of the time are, including the ones that came to threaten me about the cops this morning, are very nice. They, I haven't had any problems with them, but they have been to talk to me, the same two officers, multiple times. And they've asked for my ID. I asked for my ID this morning. I told them, no, you already seen my ID a bunch of times. No more. And they're like, well, it's on the record. I just couldn't remember your name. And I said, that's fine. You don't need to remember my name. My name is American Citizen, and you're harassing me. So it's one of those things where the mutual benefit of holding people accountable through journalism is that everybody is honest, and they have to be. It's required. It's required by law to do that anyway. So if we're not all being honest about everything, then, well, that's what happens. So, again, we're going to wait here and see if officer, the officer comes out. I'm going to leave his name off the record. I'm not going to put their faces on the record because I don't want them to be personally identified. I just want to be known that the officer here is very professional and the train conductor here, these people don't have a problem with me being here. So it's a nuisance thing where a bunch of local community members are illegally using the reporting system and calling 911. That's false reporting. That's a crime. They're commissioning a crime by false reporting on me being a nuisance over here when I'm not loitering or doing anything wrong. I'm a customer at this Wawa that leases this property from Princeton. They're not allowed to do that. That's a violation of the law. And in the extreme, by the way, again, your landlord isn't allowed to come over and tell you who you can and can't have over for dinner. And you're, if you or have a business, they have even less rights to do that. They're, they're way less in, involved in doing that then. You literally cannot tell a car dealership that they're not allowed to sell a car to a certain American citizen. That's bullshit. You can't do that. And that, if they did try and tell them that, they'd be like, well, fuck you. We're going to go move to another location then. That's the way that would go. And so, again, I will call up to and including call the people at the Wawa's corporate office to let them know that Princeton University is harassing their customers. That's how I handle that. <laughs> So I don't think that they want that kind of attention. So maybe they need to prepare themselves to deal with a person ethically who's over here holding them and their alumni accountable for doing things like running people out of the state. Hey, I'm not going to put you on camera or anything like that. I just wanted to let you know and talk with the, the train conductor real quick so you know that I'm not bothering them either. They, they, they actually gave me a jacket the other day. Like I, I don't think I've ever heard of these guys before. 
never do. Ever, they never ever do. But these cameras, they get used the same way they do in the UK, which you may be familiar with. Now, they've got people, $1.4 billion they got now, so they can have people monitor them full time. They're choosing to use that to harass a journalist instead of going after criminals, actual criminals. So, like in New York City, where they had a crime that's committed, they didn't actually go after people for that, but then they'll go after a journalist or they'll hurt people on the, on the subway, rack up charges on them, and then overcharge them. But they won't actually get them off the street with a homeless program. It's kind of disgusting. Now let's see if we get the conductor over here. I just wanted to make sure you knew that the conductor was okay. What's going on? How you doing, man? Hey, have I ever bothered you? You, 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 you have I ever bothered you? you hey, sir? Alright, alright, just wanted to make sure. Have a good one. Take it easy, man. Take it easy. Tell a car dealership that they're not allowed to sell a car to a certain American citizen. That's bullshit. You can't do that. And that, if they did try and tell them that, they'd be like, well, fuck you. We're going to go move to another location then. That's the way that would go. And so, again, I will call up to and including call the people at the Wawa's corporate office to let them know that Princeton University is harassing their customers. That's how I handle that. <laughs> so I don't think that they want that kind of attention. So maybe they need to prepare themselves to deal with a person ethically who's over here holding them and their alumni accountable for doing things like running people out of the state. Hey. I'm not going to put you on camera or anything like that. I just wanted to let you know and talk with the, the train conductor real quick so you know that I'm not bothering them either. They, they, they actually gave me a jacket the other day. Like I, I don't think I've ever heard of these guys before. Never do. Ever. They never, ever do. So you can, you can complain to the Wall-Off corporate office. Well, I don't want to do that. I really you do don't. Because I mean, you guys have been very professional. Sean was very professional with me. And even the guys that came over here to tell me that I was going to be arrested. And they had on the black outfits? They, like were, they were most definitely your your office. With and so, uh, nah, I don't, I think they both had their orange stripe on, but they might have been wearing, one of them might have been wearing a gray shirt. I can't remember offhand. But there was one of them that was definitely full garb, just like you. And so, um, but they came over here to tell me in advance that the cops were going to arrest me. And so... That would be us, because this is our jurisdiction. Exactly. And that would be the, uh, the argument. And then what ended up happening instead is that I reported this, posted this, and, what, and then I got an outreach officer from the New Jersey Transit System, and he came and talked to me, which I also recorded that conversation, right. if you want to hear it. And it was a nice professional conversation, just like we're having right now, professional discourse. Me just explaining what I'm doing. I've been traveling, not just here. I literally walked from D.C. to here uh -huh. the last time I came back to so I could go through Pennsylvania, all through Baltimore, all these places and see what was going on and see if I could see any of the same behaviors and stuff like that. As a journalist, I'm allowed to do that. It's one of my duties as a journalist is to do due diligence and make sure that I'm not just seeing this in one community or the other. So I don't mean to talk to you about other communities, but this is a nationwide thing. And there's actually a thing for it. It's called Operation Legend. Hey, you've, we've had this conversation before. The problem um, is there are people trying to use it to settle scores and silence whistleblowers in their opinion. But I'm not a whistleblower. I don't work for the federal government. The federal government has made arrests on journalism that I have done. But they do not own me. I do not work for them. And it's 100% my prerogative where I want to go and what I investigate. And it's usually only stuff that's negatively hurting communities. And in this case, this is something speaking from experience, seeing it happen in other places and have it negatively affect the reputation of local law enforcement, I know that this hurts the reputation of local law enforcement. Because eventually, while it may be just me just now as a test case, 
it's not going to just be used against me and it could bring negative reputes to the well, you guys and i don't want that because you're not princeton's people well, you're not jeff bezos you're not the governor of my state who went here I, I mean that's the kind of clout these people have the governor of my state in colorado went to this school and probably at the behest of the governor of my state who i've been making it more difficult for them to do their Bureau of Land Management dealings in Colorado because I reported this to my local community. This caused an uproar because they didn't know they were being taken advantage of. So a third congressional Congress, district, uh, Republican congressman, lost his position. A uh, city council member in my hometown lost their position. These are the kind of folks that if you make bad for them, they will go and retaliate by calling cops and calling in favors with law enforcement, which is illegal. They're not allowed to do that. Nobody usually catches them doing it, but I know that those are the folks that are behind this. And then in my state, we have the Aspen Institute, and I have already had conversations with folks here that are nice that I've talked to about the Aspen Institute, and I've met a kid whose parents are part of the Aspen Institute here so in discussion. So what do, you, what do you need us? I just want to if clarify follow, that if you guys I mean, get any calls or anything like that, that general, we, we're always going to have to respond. If we get a call of you sleeping on the train station, we have to call because it's our duty to make sure that you're that you're healthy. I'm fine. And that you're awake. I'm 100. Well, percent Until we come up. Here. I mean, I seem lucid. You can have right? a bad day and yeah. fall down and hit your head, and then yeah, I know. You know the one time we people, don't come. A lot of so people. So your welfare been, is the one number one concern. For a lot us. of been people have been pointing happens. out that I might have an accident, and I also know that there is a connected side of this harassment that's been going on and There's so no, i know you're not threatening you ever come out here is when i understand i understand that we don't we don't bother you but it comes in it, it comes in cycles it's, i stay on top of the journalism part of what i'm doing and then they kind of give some space and then the second that they think i'm not paying attention i get a bunch of extracurricular harassment that i know is organized in such a way as to be nefarious but it's not that big of a deal i mostly just ignore it except that it's a misappropriation of resources. That's fraud, waste, and abuse. That's one of the things I report on. Have you talked to the general counsel? Uh, here? Person? No, I have not. Well, and I have, phone call to them I'm about to call concerns. their public affairs office and let them know that this absolutely. is absolutely something Commun I've been experiencing. Communications so. and uh, uh, general counsel are what you want to reach out to. I applied. But I can assure you the only time we've ever come out here is when uh, a citizen says, hey, I'm getting on the bank, and this guy's laying here in the sun, um, <laughs> not moving. I, so I, I applied. And we have it all recorded, yeah, I got documented. I, mean, I understand. We don't do anything. I know those cameras are more monitored than people will admit. So the so, the I, re, I applied to Princeton for anthropology. So it's not like I just came out here and just came out to harass people either. I actually am interested in going to the school. And I applied for an anthropology, the anthropology department here. And I didn't try and start any shit, but I did mention in my email, so I did make contact with them, that, hey, but just to let you know, I've been getting harassment here and there, and I'm pretty sure that maybe some of your alumni are mad at me because of the journalism that I do, and I'm not interested in causing a problem, but I would like to apply to your school for anthropology. The next thing I know, the Department of Education is investigating them. And so that was related to them admitting that there was systemic racism and all these different things going on. So there's a, a, several mitigating factors that are involved in that. But again, I didn't want that to happen. This is just what happens whenever I go somewhere, I do my job, and then somebody does something that's not right. And then the next thing I know, shit, I didn't want that to happen. Like this has caused people to get arrested that I was not trying to get arrested at all. Now, on the tail end, finding out how much of a scandal there was involved in it, I'm fine with the fact that they got rounded up with like hundreds of other people because there's $2 billion in elders' money that was being stolen across the country through various fraud scams. But when I talked to those guys, as a journalist, I was investigating fraud schemes on the internet, 
And I caught them and I did back and forth on the phone with these guys and I told them how they could legally do fundraisers to build a school, which is the sob story that they gave me. That they, they had poor kids in their community, they needed to build them a school, they didn't, couldn't afford books in the, the country that they were from. That sounded legitimate. So I gave them good advice to help them not try and call up elders and fraud them. I didn't think that many people were falling for it. Now, this is how I found out I was being monitored on my phone calls and everything else by the FBI, CIA, and NSA. This is not a joke. I have documented that as well. I've caught them in New York City and in Colorado with surveillance vans and out there in my local apartment using their their remote pinging system to go ahead and ping my, my phones. So on my wife, my wife's phone and on my phone. Now, I'm divorced now because of all this stuff. So there are people who are not able to help me directly, but are acting on the things that they can catch that I talk about as a, as a reporter. But there are clearly people that are doing nefarious things inside of law enforcement, just like this president was illegally investigated. That's all pretty well out on the table now. And Obama was illegally investigated by contractors. Those same groups of people are trying to silence dissent and manipulate our politics and our journalists and law enforcement. And so people are not uncorruptible. People can be manipulated in various ways. I'm not one of those. You could throw anything you want at me. You could try to hurt me. And all you're going to do is make the case for see why this is bad. <laughs> and that's, that's my life. And so, unfortunately, my ex-wife didn't want to deal with that. But I'm pretty upset. I have a lot more right to be upset than I, and more upset than I am at the fact that federal law enforcement helped facilitate another divorce in my life. And this is one of those things where I can't get anything from that. So all I can do is just keep doing what I was doing, which is journalism from an honest place, trying to make sure that things don't happen like truck drivers getting their money embezzled uh, on a fraud scam. Like that's the kind of stuff I investigate. And the only reason I'm out here is because all the congressional hearings with Google, Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Princeton gave the award for the stuff they're using to do that that's now being called into question as to whether or not that's ethical or constitutional. I'm not blaming Princeton for that, but it's clear that there's an element of people in the community of artificial intelligence, computer software, all that sort of things, who are determined to silence any sort of political discourse on the internet that doesn't fall in line with one political belief or the other. To the point where this has caused former Secret Service agents to go and form their own social media platforms. So it's good for business in, in the free market, but it's bad for free speech. And so a lot of the journalism I've done historically is I used social media platforms to do this. A lot of the research that I did through Google, some of the stuff I research, like uh, human trafficking has to do with fraud. And a lot of times there's fraud and the back end of that, people launder money through various out businesses and stuff like that. Again, I'm not a cop, but I did take human trafficking from ICE twice. Once in the military and once out of the military because there was clearly problems with that in my hometown. And so these are things that, as a journalist, I study and report on with the hopes that people can avoid them. Because I, I took the class and said, well, how do you get people to recognize this in their community if they don't go and take this ICE class? Well, it needs to be presented to them in such a way as that they can recognize the signs and symptoms in their community, the rot, if you will, within the system that would enable sort of things like this to happen. Now this is in the era of this guy Epstein being busted and all this kind of stuff. So I have no idea how powerful the people are that are messing with me. I just know that the governor of my state went here and so did the previous president's wife and so did De David Petraeus, one of the council members on the Aspen Institute. And I'm from Colorado. And so in Colorado, people know who I am where I'm at. 
and they, they listen to me even if they don't want to because they know I wouldn't bullshit them about stuff like this. And it has caused an uproar and it makes it difficult for very powerful political figures in my state. And now I told them out loud when I found out I was being monitored or surveilled, if you guys keep harassing me like this, I'm going to go get an interview from you at the front door of the CIA and the front door of the FBI. And I did exactly that when I was in Washington, D.C. They wrote me a ticket at the CIA, but if they take me to court on it, now they got to explain how come it is that they've been illegally investigating me. So this is the only recourse I have is to do, keep doing the journalism I was doing and prove the Yeah, no worries. Essentially prove the Sorry, point. Mom. You wouldn't want this to happen to you, right? No. For doing your job? Retaliation because you did the right thing? I don't know why that's happening, but it's happened. So, again, yeah, uh, you guys are mostly like, professional in the old time. Close to be 12. Oh, okay. You can go to lunch. Okay. Um, well, all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll nice talk together. to you, Vicky. Take it easy. Have a good day. Um, I'm going to go, too. I got a call. All right, man. Hey, just like I said, we only come here when we get called. It's always for welfare. So you yeah. haven't gotten any tickets. You haven't gotten any, any kind right. of harassment. You haven't gotten anything, right? No, not yet. Okay. So... Well, I got I got, harassment. Go, I got I got work to do. I understand. I, I understand you have a concern. I'm working right now. Like I said, if you want to talk to the general counsel or if you want to talk to, because, you know, they're handling all the legal aspects yeah. of the university, or if you want to reach out to communications, you're more than welcome to. Now, again, I, I, and both I did, numbers on the web. Yeah, I did okay. mention that in the in email, email I sent to them about all this stuff. Okay. And the response has been to send extra people to yeah, we check on my welfare. We haven't been here. So I appreciate you. You have not, but others have. So sorry about that. Have a good day. Avoidance. Same thing I got earlier. Now, this is why I record all of these conversations. It isn't to be an asshole. It's so that I have my bases covered when I am doing a journalistic investigation. And this is not normal. Normally, I sit at home and I'm able to Google search things and I'm able to research the things I need to research in order to put together the pieces. And then occasionally, I might go out and seek more information, go to the library. I might do something like that where there isn't information on the internet to provide me with a filler. What, for, what, what is, what's the missing piece here? And the missing piece from that conversation is that yesterday I called the FBI and I reported the FBI to the FBI, and this morning they sent animal control, which is another form of local law enforcement. They carry a gun, and that is intimidation and retaliation. These, not every one of them is involved in it, but there are members of that group of people who are colluding to do this stuff as a gang. They are gang-ganging inside of the law enforcement, and it's absolutely illegal. It's 100% not something that's okay. I'm in New Jersey, which sort of has a reputation for doing corrupt stuff in law enforcement, which is unfortunate because I've dealt with nothing but professional officers for the most part, except for the ones coming to tell me that I'm going to be arrested for doing nothing more than buying coffee, smoking cigarettes, then I might occasionally take a nap. So, and again, I talked to the New Jersey Transit Police. This is another video we didn't get to with him just now on there. But the New Jersey Transit Police, the outreach coordinator for them, said he was going to be coming over here regularly to chat with me. He did verify for me that this platform is the property. There, It's the jurisdiction of the New Jersey Transit Police, even though he disputed that with me. They clearly have a jurisdiction dispute going on that they have not settled yet. And so that isn't my problem. It, it is my prerogative to 
do what it is that most people who are traveling do, which is to frequent train stations and to hang out where the public transportation system is so that you can be ready to travel when you need to. Now, the person I came here to meet is going to, or should be freed up now to where I can actually give them a call and let them know what's been going on locally with law enforcement harassment and ask him if he has any advice for me or any lawyers or anybody he has any connection with the ACLU because I've been harassed and the ACLU wouldn't even take my calls even though I have mountains of documented evidence of the fact that they've been trying to suppress my free speech and my right to do journalism. They illegally investigated me, hardcore, and I caught them doing it and now they won't deal with it internally. So the only way for me to deal with this is to get with the ACLU and go ahead and go about that way. Now the problem with that is, because I'm not a liberal or a conservative, I'm an independent with some liberal values and some conservative values, I don't fall into one party or the other. And the ACLU definitely has a preference with the group of people that they choose to service. So it's going to be very unlikely, unless I get somebody who's extremely ethical at the ACLU, that they're going to be doing anything about what I'm talking about right now uh, in any other capacity other than to try and use it to hurt the current administration because of politics, which is, again, another unethical and serious problem that these people seem to have is that their politics shouldn't be involved in their work at the ACLU. It shouldn't be involved in work at the Southern Pover Poverty Law Institute. It shouldn't be involved in any of that stuff. So I got a Biden-Harris guy walking by me right now. And this is the thing that they're doing with contact tracing and all this other crap. They don't want this guy in office to be in office, and so they're harassing anybody that they think is a Trump supporter, even though I don't support either group. Neither one of them. I wanted, I wanted Tulsi Gabbard and Bernie Sanders, like a lot of progressives. But I got to deal with people who don't know their ass from their elbow, and they think that there's going to be a super swell day for them, and that they're not going to be mass surveilled out of their wits when these people that they've elected are in office or this guy that's in there now stays in for the next four years. It doesn't matter. They're screwed one way or the other. And they don't seem to understand it. They don't seem to understand it at all. They're just being petty and just trying to stay out of the net themselves. They're going to end up in the net for all the things they've ever Google searched. That's going to become a problem for every single person in this country very soon and already has for many people, including people, members of the military, uh, members of uh, local political parties, all kinds of shit. They're me-tooing people as a form of retaliation and all this kind of shit, not just as a, a thing to hold people accountable, but literally as a form of revenge for people that they couldn't get any other way. And so this is one of those things that's just, it's not sustainable. It isn't fair or free government, and it's never going to fly for a long-term situation because eventually people are, these people are, don't re seem to realize that the society they live in is going to turn on them for doing this. They just don't seem to get it. And I'm not here to keep them from having their rights, but I disagree with their goddamn politics and the way that they're handling it. And again, non-stop with this shit. Every time I do something ethical, I get retaliation, which seems a little mob-like to me, which is a little concerning, considering law enforcement's not supposed to work with the mob in order to do their job unless it's to, you know, coordinate something and bust somebody who's doing something really nefarious. In my case, not that case. Journalism isn't nefarious or illegal, and it's just a big-ass violation of constitutional rights. So they're all wrong, period. The irony here is that a lot of the news journalism that exists as it is now was 
basically started by mob organizations back in the day as legitimate businesses. Legitimate business. Not even a front, just a legitimate business to help inform the electorate. Which is exactly what I've been doing the entire time I've been doing this. To help workers who are in unions and things like that be more informed about what it is that's going on. And it's the only motivation there. I'm not trying to hurt one political party or the other. People from both parties have lost positions over stuff that I've reported on. It isn't a thing where I'm making it a personal thing to go after one or the other. They, these people that have too much power and have been in too long, have taken it upon themselves to personally attack me because they don't want to lose their comfy positions in their government. So, again, this morning we deal with various forms of law enforcement. When I talk to the sergeant, what we've just experienced there is called denial and deception. They probably do know what's going on. But denial and deception is a tactic that was reported on by a guy who's on a board here at Princeton in one of his books about the Snowden disclosures. When they target journalists, they have a program called First Fruits that they use to target journalists. And when they do this, they institute a denial and deception campaign in which they come at you and they target you with law enforcement surveillance and try to target you with arrest but they deny and lie about it the whole time they're doing it. That's part of a program. That is what is happening to me right now. And that's why the bureaucratic side of that, Barton Gilman reported on this, and he said that the, the bureaucratic side, 90% of the disclosures that Edward Snowden put out weren't reported on. And he said that a lot of it was a lot of bureaucratic stuff that he thought was there to keep people safe. I disagree, and this is why that's wrong, because this is actually what that's being used for. So today it's me, tomorrow it's Mr. Barton Gelman and Chris Hedges, and they're on the chopping block, and they're looking at prison time for doing their job. And this is an unsubstantiated hearsay. This is something that happens frequently in America. Journalists are frequently sent to jail and imprisoned for doing their job. This is a, a, under Obama, he prosecuted more whistleblowers than any president before him, and under this administration... They have prosecuted the same amount of whistleblowers that Obama persecuted in his entire term in the first four years. So it's when they said they're going to find the leakers, they didn't really mean that. They, what they said was out loud that they were going to silence dissent of any form, in any variety. And because both administrations were doing that, you can bet your ass it's not a political position. It's the internal state that is making moves to do that. So... Government's not on your side. It's not on anybody's side in America at the moment. So I would implore you, no matter who wins the election, if you happen upon these podcasts, do your due diligence, research the things I just mentioned, listen to the conversation I just had with that law enforcement officer, and know that that's part of a campaign. He's very professional. He's not going to sit there and admit that they do that. But I've had two of his underlings come over here and threaten me with arrest. I've had to deal with this now for... Well, as he mentioned, two months I've been in Princeton, New Jersey, and I haven't been here the whole time. I go take walks occasionally. I've toured the area, checked out the buildings, gone walked around, been a sort of a tourist asshole because I appreciate the beauty of the community that I'm in and the people that live in it. Most of them are very nice, but there is a group of them who have colluded to come after me because they think I'm a goddamn Trump supporter, one of these MAGA hat-wearing fools. And I got somebody taking a picture of me right now. Not that I necessarily mind, but I'd really, really rather you not. Thank you very much. Again, 
people were nice enough to donate a baggage of luggage to me, but then they photographed my luggage over here. And the train conductor lady is the one that took a picture of them doing that and told me about it this morning. She, she warned me in advance of me getting harassed by the public safety people and by the animal control people that I was going to be approached. So there's, there's a count against them. Working class people who don't like that or respect it will warn you in advance. So there is still hope that American citizens who actually want order and law to be used properly are not going to report on their neighbors illegally to try and settle little petty scores. They're going to do what they can to protect their neighbors in general, especially ones who are trying to help with things like unions. This is a ridiculous situation in which I'm a registered Democrat, but I got Democratic assholes coming after me because they're that ignorant about the world. They really have no base in reality, period, these days. So I probably will end up calling Princeton's legal offices now to let them know that these things have been going on and that I didn't mean to cause any problems for them, but I'd really appreciate it if they'd stop causing problems for me. If they do that, they're probably going to be investigated just like other people have been for doing exactly that. And I didn't choose that. I'm being illegally monitored and surveilled and used as bait. <laughs> so I'm just trying to do my job, <laughs> which is be a journalist and solve a problem that was started in Colorado and in the middle of that I'm being used as a basically a ball in a tennis game between Republicans and Democrats in the middle of a contested election. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. It should never happen to any American citizen, let alone people who are doing their best to report things that negatively affect American citizens of all varieties. I hate border camps. I am not a big fan of war crimes. These are things you would think that the Democrats would be in support of from my position. But because I don't hold back when I talk about how both parties were involved in that, I get shit from both parties. That's the thing that's true, whether we like it or not, that happened. And now it needs to get taken care of. Let's end off on a note here. What's going on, man? Let's see if I can talk to the conductor lady before I get off the phone here. Uh, verify with her that she warned me this morning. She did warn me in advance of all this stuff. And again, I tried to do due diligence just so it's on the record that that was the case. Let's see what's going on here. They're about to take off. Sorry for the little delay here. I didn't plan this and never do. It's all just response to immediate situations going on around me. Shotgun journalism, if you will. Sometimes I prefer to sit down and do it long form, but I don't, I'm not given a lot of free time these days to do that, so. Oh, hey, yeah. Hey, so thank you for the heads up. I really appreciate that. They sent the animal control people and one of the public safety officers. Animal control now? Yeah. Well, oh, they, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, they do this a lot. So that's happened in New York, too, when they had homeless people Was the woman in. an animal control officer? Uh, no, no. Those two were very nice and professional. So, and oh, they're, they're they usually nice. They were, and, but I, uh, yeah. yeah. No, I was, they're usually nice to me, but it's part of a thing that they do when they're trying to harass somebody who's making it difficult for them to get away with stuff. And that's what journalists yeah, do course, as yeah, a profession. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it's not it's not a thing that I did on purpose. But I'm really apologize for the ha extra hassle of it bringing. No, no, please, don't. So, no, no. Yeah. I was just like like he's coming to me with an attitude. I'm like, yeah, no. I, I doubt that had it. anything all, all to I kept do. Saying, I don't know if you heard me. I'm just like, yeah. he's harmless. Like, <laughs> I like I don't yeah. know what to tell you. He's harmless. Like, yeah, in the extreme. Hell? Yeah, I didn't like, I didn't come over here to start any problems with law enforcement. That's just what gets used against somebody like me when people who have money don't have any other recourse yeah. they do retaliation using law enforcement things of like course. that yeah. so of course but uh yeah I'm i appreciate a, that I'm not a big, you know, just so you know uh, mike and angie there they they probably had nothing to do with that it was they i called the fbi yesterday oh you did oh, yes okay. and i tried to get them to do their job and investigate my me being illegally investigated they hung up the phone on me at the presentation of, of the phone call being recorded, even though it says it multiple times in the yeah, lead yeah. up that your call is being recorded. Yeah. So they just don't like that when you hold them as accountable as they're trying to hold you. Of course. Especially yeah. when they're trying to incriminate you. Yeah. And it's not the first time I've been hung up on by the FBI, but it, at the end of the day, it always ends up being that whatever is going on there gets taken care of because it's a public service that needs to be cleaned up. And yeah. so I'm not trying to cause problems for them, but with what I'm doing as journalism, Sometimes rich folks that are kind of usurping the law that would normally get away with it, don't. And so I didn't mean to, but when I was truck driving, a COO and a CFO at a trucking company ended up going to jail because they were embezzling millions of dollars from truck drivers in a, in a truck leasing scheme. Yeah. And I caught them doing this and I had a conversation back and forth with the CEO of the company and I told him exactly what was chewed up and wrong with his company and why I wouldn't work there anymore. I didn't report anything to the FBI yeah. or anything like that. It just came because I was being monitored and surveilled. Of course, yeah. So there's an upside to it. When I find something that's nefarious like that, they handle it. But the downside is they basically won't lay off until they throw me in a jail cell and get me to speak whatever they want me to speak and nothing else. And then they can pay me way the hell less than I would normally get paid to do this as a profession if I was doing this this good yeah. and anybody was allowed to know about it. <laughs> So it's not even stuff that's secret that I report on. It's just stuff that I go through, I do, I report on it. Because Where do you report it to? Uh, right now media? I just put it on social media and I do, uh, I'm for, putting but a blog on it. Facebook? A lot of the times on Facebook. It's oh, okay. like 70% of people get their information and news on Facebook. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And it, even in the era of them blocking stuff, which actually Princeton had a hand in, which is one of the things I was reporting on, they still can't block the information I post that I type up myself because it isn't fake information. So it's one of, that's part of the reason I did that, because they have a tendency with algorithms yeah. to block things that aren't true information. And even when I, I do such a, a diligent job of doing it, that there is no missing context either. So they can't even say that there's missing context in the, involved yep. in that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what context is missing? It's pretty plain and simple. That's an FBI surveillance van that was monitoring me while I was in New York City. That you can't make wow. that up. Yeah. <laughs> So unbelievable. Yeah, well, it's, it's, left, it's all right. I'm sorry for the extra no, hassle. No, please. That's no, it's no I didn't mean for him like, to go I, hassle you, but no, I, I don't care. It's not your fault. It's I'm just, pretty sure he thought he was going to get a different response when he talks to you. He did. I tried to tell him like, well, you can talk to her if you want to, but she's the one that told me you guys were going to be over here today. <laughs> so, oh, you did. Yeah, I told oh, him. That's why he came. No, I did. He wasn't. He just he was going to go talk to you regardless to try and get a different answer because he was getting tired of dealing with it. Uh, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I told him before he went over, I was like, you don't need to hassle her or not. She's the one that told me you guys were going to come. And well, so, oh, okay, yeah, I, I do. I'm doing a podcast right now. And oh, so, oh, sorry. no, you're fine. Oh, okay. I, I, I made you a part of it without your name or anything like oh, that okay. to keep you anonymous. I don't want to expose you or your identity or anything like that. Oh, but just okay. so you know, I, I did record. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Okay, cool. 
because I, I just I wanted to make sure like that's how I do it I just have conversations with people and in the middle of all this stuff going on I handle it like a normal person who would handle what the hell's going on around me you know like why is that happening that's yeah, weird yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. and so if I when I do this I catch them doing it and then I go and I look it up and like oh that's what that is <laughs> and so that's what causes the problem for them yeah is this stuff is public information but nobody catches them doing it it's, exactly. it, they're not as good at it as they think they are. It's almost childish. Yeah. And so it's very frustrating. I would never want this to happen to another American citizen as long as I live. It's absolutely Anybody really, ridiculous. Right? Anybody. Even criminals deserve more respect than that. Honestly. Have a good day. So there you go. There's a train conductor lady who told me that the cops were going to come. And she just said, I'm honestly annoyed because I don't know why they keep bothering you. You're not bothering anyone. And that's the general opinion of somebody who's not involved in the harassment around me is like, why the fuck do they keep bothering you? This isn't the first time I've got that response. Some of the people I've made friends with around here also had the same response. The same response. They, they sit there talking to me and say, well, I notice a lot of cops come around when you're over here or when you're talking in, about stuff. Why? <laughs> they have asked me why. And the only response I can give is that's complicated, but basically I make it uncomfortable for folks that are abusing the authority and abusing the law in corporations and various things like that illegally calling up and reporting re repeatedly on me everywhere that I go from New York City to Washington DC and all the way back out to Colorado and so it's one of those things it's a catch-22 for them because they didn't probably plan on me being that outward about what I'm doing right now which is I mean I did tell them when I was being monitored and surveilled I out loud said a year before all this went down if they keep doing this, I'm going to have no choice but to go confront their public affairs office at one of these places. And so I ended up having to do that. And I was given a ticket by the CIA for trespassing, even though they told me I was going to get to talk to somebody when they left me. And they put Jay Troller on the on the as the name on the ticket. And it was given me to a, by an officer McCabe or something approximating McCabe. And so these folks at that level of society actually are involved in my targeted harassment right now. As a journalist, I'm being targeted by people who are at the highest levels of government surveillance and in politics. I have been contacted by people who are members of Kamala Harris's church on Facebook. I cannot confirm or deny this, but I may have been talked to on the phone by Kamala Harris during the campaign during uh, the 2016 elections because they wanted to see if I was a racist or not. That was the end of the conversation. You're not a racist. No, I'm not a racist. I'm a journalist. I've been trying to talk about these things in a such a way as to make it that systemic racism doesn't exist anymore. Because like, I acknowledge that that's a problem in society. And the irony is they apparently don't want that in the Democratic Party. It must be a politically convenient tool for them because they've come, on on me, come in on me just as hard as you would expect the Republican Party to. Whereas the Republicans, they don't come after me violently. They just stand back and they, they argue the point. No, we're not doing that. And when they tell me that, and then I don't get any extra harassment from them, then I can believe it. But occasionally, I get the extra harassment from them also. But that's on, you know, off days. It's like they're switch hitting back and forth. Again, it's like a, a fucked up tennis game. And I'm the goddamn ball in between acting as some kind of judge and jury when all I do is journalism. I shouldn't be the judge and jury for this shit. This is a public opinion issue. This is what things that are going on that everybody should know about, but they're not being told about. And so if you don't want this to happen to you or your family, if you don't want this to happen to your local journalists because they did something like expose a fraud scam or 
they exposed some horrifying crime going on in some community organization, you're definitely going to want to subscribe to this podcast because this is what I basically do. As I, I go out and I, I try to respectfully investigate and find out what is going on, not as a private investigator, as a journalist. So I have no special access. I have no special anything. I'm allowed to do this as a journalist, as a, as a United States citizen and as a journalist. When you go out to report things, you go get comments on things. I don't do the same form of journalism as what like Project Veritas does, where they go and they try and catch people and I gotcha, expose it. I don't edit this shit up in any way, shape, or format. I put it in timeline order and I leave it raw and as unedited as is humanly possible to keep you from getting bored. And that's the only thing that I do, is I cut out the dead space in between me walking back and forth trying to find a conductor sometimes. Sometimes I don't even do that, so forgive me for that. I'm kind of on the fly doing this on a cell phone, traveling back and forth on the East Coast at the moment. Again, in my personal life, this has destroyed my family life. My entire family life has been destroyed. This was happening before, and there's nothing I could do about it. Because, you know, she didn't want to be involved with that, and I can't say I blame her. So these people take great pride and glee in destroying a man's life in this way. They really seem to thoroughly enjoy the fact that I'm now divorced three times with four kids. And that they don't seem to care that my older, older two kids went through a horrific divorce in which, you know, their parent was drug addicted and committing crimes and doing all this stuff. And though their record is expunged now, it doesn't change the effect that it had in my life, which was never remedied. My, my social security number has been dragged down the fucking hole because of what she was doing, writing bad checks and all this shit. My stuff never got cleaned up, so I'm a victim of a criminal who had their record expunged, and as a journalist and as a citizen, I can barely, I can't rent a place, I can't get a job anywhere, I just get harassed. And so, it's non-stop with this shit. This is what they do, they're trying to destroy my entire life, because what I do is accurate journalism. That's what their concern is. You, you know, we, we'll leave you alone if you just stop talking about the stuff like we don't want anybody to know about. But they do know about it. It's just not a lot of people know about it. And I don't put it in such a way as that the average truck driver, the average plumber, the average mechanic can't understand it. So they might find me a little irritating from time to time. Please understand that it's a little high stress out here. And so <laughs> these environments, I'm staying as calm as I can most of the time. It, 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 honestly, exceeding the reasonable amount of calm that a normal human would experience during situations like this, because this isn't intended to bring a calm. These are specifically programs intended to rile a person up and make them lose track of what is and is not real. It is psychological warfare and gaslighting, which they call denial and deception. And that is what they use to target journalists in America. So... For today, that's the news cycle signing off for now. We'll see. Hopefully by the end of the day, nothing more happens. But again, I hadn't done anything this morning except buy a sandwich and some coffee and smoke cigarettes. And my stuff isn't laid out all over the place right now. It's nice and tidy, and it looks like I could roll on the train at any time because I could. <laughs> it's, and in fact, I may. I may end up going down to D.C. depending on what's going on with these elections. So I saw... You know, Antifa marching in the streets during the election last night and all this kind of stuff that's going on. This is nuts. This is absolutely not okay. They're interfering with elections. There may be some stealing of elections going on. I can't confirm or deny that yet, 
but I do know how that happened in Colorado last time, and it was accurate when they said that. As much as you don't want to hear that from me, I'm a Democrat, registered, voted for Obama twice. I watched them steal an election from Bernie Sanders in my own Democratic caucus in Colorado, and then I covered the rest of it where they canceled the amendment voting rights of Republicans in the state and nominated Ted Cruz. They completely upended the election system in Colorado, and they may, up to and include, be trying to do that during this national election. That is a travesty. It is absolutely the hugest scandal in American presidential history that that is going on. And as much as I detest the things that Donald Trump says, no president in history has ever had to deal with this much bullshit. And so, again, these are intended to stress people out and get them to say crazy shit. You're going to have to chalk some of the stuff that he's been dealing with up to. He had a full-blown FBI investigation on him constantly, and that brings stress to a person's life, no matter what. And that's not a joke. These things have been going on since before the 2016 election. They were trying to make sure that that didn't happen, even though the Democratic Party and their Pied Piper strategy is what got him in office. And that's not my opinion either. This, you can listen to Chris Hedges and any number of other journalists that have been making the same assertment that people that do their job as investigative journalists and know these issues, both at the international level and at the national scale, they know who's behind this stuff. And these are the people you need to seek out because they know who's actually stealing our election. And it's not the people that the mainstream media is going to tell you is doing it. They, m most of the mainstream media, though they've been doing a slightly better job here recently, are focused on the sensational dual-party narrative. And that's it. They don't talk about the external things. So this is the News Cycle signing off. Have a good day. Okay, following that conversation, uh, the officer there mentioned in the middle or at the end of the conversation, he brought up that, what are you, what are you doing for lunch, right? So another thing that happens to me in the process of me being investigated and targeted starting in my hometown before I was ran out of the town is that I was having medical issues. I, I had stones in my liver that were passing out of the liver. I had already had my gallbladder removed and uh, I was having constant liver pain from this issue. And people were accusing me of being strung out and on drugs and all this kind of shit, but really I was suffering with a life-threatening illness and they had no fucking concern for my health or well-being to the point that I was dragged out of a public hospital, uh, or a, a private hospital, excuse me. And this is the same private hospital that was illegally selling overprescribed drugs to my formerly drug-addicted spouse. And these are people that can now be sued because they've been held accountable in the court of law, and they left it open to civil lawsuits. So I can now sue that hospital for allowing somebody to write bad checks in my name to get pills and then dragging me out of the hospital and basically leaving me for dead for 45 minutes while the security team discussed what they were going to have for lunch. This is, I, I came to that hospital in an ambulance. And so that's how sure I am that these people are aware and connected to that constant harassment that this guy ended the conversation by talking about what they're going to have for lunch. And that's the level of denial, deception, and bullshit you will have to deal with when dealing with spies. So that guy's a, sh a sergeant at the local hospital or at the local uh, college here at Princeton University, but he's also working for the fucking surveillance state, clearly. 
And so these are things that are scripted. They do this to try and fuck with your psychology. And they don't like that I'm telling you this right now. Well, why don't they like that? Because that's what they do to try and fuck with people on the regular. And it's caused untold harm to American citizens for decades. And it needed to stop. And so that's what my, my overarching goal is, is to get things that are not legal made outright illegal in terms of what they do in order to target people in America. Again, they can destroy anyone like that. They can absolutely destroy your entire life. And so if you don't want that to happen to you or your neighbors, you shouldn't let it happen to anyone in your community if you can help it. At first, you're not going to want to believe it, but I'm telling you, I've caught enough of this stuff to tell you that it's true. 100% true, and it's been exposed now because of this coverage that I've been doing and other journalists have been doing, good investigative journalism, that you're not being allowed to see people that are having to quit newspapers that they founded and people who have Pulitzer Prizes being monitored and surveilled constantly to the point where I call up to talk to him. I, he advises me before I even mention it that our call isn't private. He's being monitored because he knows that. I have to tell him, yep, yeah, me too. <laughs> and that's the version of me too that people in, in journalism are having to deal with. And people who are doing the right thing, trying to keep everybody held accountable and playing on an equal level playing field, are having to suffer with while people are oblivious to the fact that that's actually happening in their communities. So, I mean, why would they want to look at the post office, for example, as during this election to see if there was fraud scams? I'll tell you why. Because when I was evicted from Grand Junction, Colorado, I had a $900 check given to me by MoneyGram that I had to call up on the phone to get reissued, and then it was stolen out of the federal mail. So that's the kind of connections that these people have. They can nefariously organize federal services and governmental organizations to destroy a person's life when they want to target them and turn them into a targeted snitch. That's basically what it is, the long and short of it. They make you a slave. And with the animal control thing, we have animal control people coming around me and pest control people. Okay, so in New York City, the reason I started to bring that up with the officer in that conversation, it's because in New York City, they moved some of the homeless people into the Upper West Side. And the, within 24 hours, the people that lived in that neighborhood had formed a Facebook page where they were calling these people dogs and animals and pests and basically colluding to commit crimes against them to get them run out of the neighborhood even though they hadn't even been there for 24 hours this despicable these people are during a COVID-19 scare being taken off the streets to keep the city cleaner and healthier and these people are being targeted by the neighbors in the neighborhood like they're animals they're talking to about the like they're animals and uh, George Tennant from the CIA when they asked about the torture program said that and I quote, we don't torture people. We don't torture people. And they emphasize that we don't torture people because of the fact that they consider people that they're targeting animals that are being tracked and targeted and harassed and that they're allowed to do anything they want to them because they are subhuman and less than human. That isn't a joke. As a matter of fact, at the beginning of this presidency, the Catholic fellow that got up there and gave the the uh, commencement uh, prayer for this president gave the prayer of Solomon, which talks about lording over all of the beasts and animals. And so when they talk about hunting and fishing being authorized, this is them in innuendo 
talking about hunting and trafficking of human beings. That is human trafficking. That is absolutely the definition of human trafficking. But because they use subcontextual language about it, it escapes the awareness of the average American citizen who is being targeted by these programs and isn't part of the secret handshake club. It's illegal. It should never be authorized, ever, against any American citizen, especially people who haven't actually committed crimes and that they're just trying to silence and that they want to go after because, oh no, I might lose a little bit of money here because I was trying to fuck my community out of a bunch of money, like all these damn oil companies are doing out in Colorado and all these tech companies are doing moving to Colorado. That is why I've been getting targeted. You can look that up yourself. Palantir, major, major tech company moving to Colorado. People moving out of California, all those rich people that are moving out of California right now, they gotta go somewhere. They're going to two places, Colorado and Texas. And in Colorado, very high value real estate. The property values went up 20% out there and they're gonna go up even higher when companies like Palantir move out there. What do you think that's gonna do to the, to the regular working class American that lives in my state? So you could see, I didn't just get into this because I'm being an asshole. I got into this because it negatively affected people in my community four years before any of this stuff started going on. You can almost forecast it like the weather. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. It should be illegal. And these people have too much power. They have too much power and they do not want to share their power with the American voting base. So when you vote this, this election, if you're still in one of the states that hasn't voted yet, I need you to understand that in my state, it's a Democratic governor and he's working hand in hand with people doing this and he's an alumni at Princeton University I don't care if he's a gay Jewish man but guess what the Jewish lobby has also targeted me because I talk about the apartheid state in Israel they don't want to call it that because they think they're allowed to do it because guess what they think they're lording over beasts and animals they treat them like subhuman animals that is a war crime even the United Nations has tried to hold them, hold them accountable for this this is how war crimes ended up getting committed in Iraq, in Afghanistan, and all these places. We don't treat them like human beings, and as a result, that ends up with blowback. They, they treat regular citizens in those countries like animals when they're innocent bystanders. And we do this around the globe, and it isn't just the United States that does this. This is absolutely disgusting and despicable and needs to stop. And so, if you don't take anything away from this podcast more than an explanation as to how you're being treated if you get treated like shit in your community as a poor person, I need you to understand there are people in your community who talk about you in this psychopathic manner, in exactly this way, in a subcontextual way, and they consider you a fucking animal. And that's how that goes. And these people that join the club and they go to schools and they get into the sorority and they get into the fraternity and they join the eating club at Princeton and they go to Ivy League schools, they're all aware of this from day one. They're born into that. They are born into a system in which they are told that they are lording over people who are animals. I've, I've even had a friend of mine tell me, you know, you really changed my opinion of poor people. Well, I'm glad I changed his opinion of poor people. But the downside to that is, by, by accidental omission, in a passive-aggressive fucking way, he exposed how he really feels about poor people in my community. I was told by a educational advisor at the university that he didn't think anybody from my hometown was smart enough to work at somewhere like the NSA. 
What kind of asshole thing is that to say about a community that advertises itself as one of the most affordable, well-educated communities in America? It's absolutely disgusting. They have no respect for the people in my community. They have no respect for the people in my state. And that was across the line for me. It's one thing when I I didn't know what was going on when I got to a war zone and then just have to deal with it while I'm in the military. It's another thing to come home and be treated like an animal for 10 years in my home state and realize that this is what's been going on my entire life. They treat these people like animals. And it's absolutely despicable. It's disgusting and it needs to be uprooted and upended permanently. We need to have a very honest discussion about who and is who is not allowed to do that and why. And that shouldn't even be a discussion point. We shouldn't even be talking about our neighbors like they're fucking animals. It's disgusting. The excuse being given here is that by doing this, they'll be able to target bad, bad customers. Well, I got news for you. You'd have to be a fucking psychopath to believe in that bullshit. You would absolutely have to be a psychopath to buy into that narrative and want to join a cult in which you get away with up to and including literal murder and torture because that's what they did in the CIA. We absolutely had a torture program that's been exposed by a member of the CIA. I'm not telling you anything that isn't public front page news. And they threw him in jail for exposing it because it's totally a violation of American values. We don't torture. We are not the country that tortures people. We weren't supposed to be. And so when that got exposed, that's why. Because it was all, there were a lot of people that disagreed with that very adamantly. But right now, in border camps at the border of Mexico, they had a, a uh, uh, what do they call it? They, a doctor, basically, down there that was taking out women's ovaries. And he, was, he was giving them hysterectomies. The hysterectomy doctor. Hundreds of women at the border camp were having that done to them. Now, I, I'm not in speculation here at this point when I tell you that the reason that was done is because they think they're animals and that they need to stop having kids. And that is ideology that is based in eugenics, in racism, and in Nazi Germany, that is how they treated the people in internment camps. So the fact that now that is the new normal across countries in which they treat us like caged animals and cattle and chattel to be corralled and pushed around according to the whims of rich folks who will be rich for generations that needs to stop it's un-american it's the absolute opposite of everything that is american values it's the reason we have an independent country with a constitution in the first place now again this isn't prejudice against a certain social group, but I do happen to know that those subcontextual conversations have their origins in that particular community. That doesn't mean that that's their fault. That means that it needs to be addressed, that that is being abused by people who have a murderous adherence to a cult-like addiction to having power over other people and lording over American citizens and citizens in other countries and make excuses to go steal their resources just like we stole the land from the natives in the first place. So, again, this is, depending on what time period you're in in history, been done to every single group of people, immigrant class, in America. It needs to stop. It's un-American. We already settled these disputes in things like the Civil War. We disagreed with slavery. Not a thing that we're okay with. So, no more slavery. But, again, institutionalized racism comes from Jim Crow, which is a continuation of the slavery class. They absolutely enslave American citizens in jail cells so that they can get bottom dollar on labor 
for them to do machining and manufacturing jobs that they then tell you were shipped overseas. And they weren't. They weren't shipped overseas. A lot of them went to prison labor instead. And so we had riots and protests over garment fires and machine factory fires back in the day. And so they imprisoned us for doing that. They just did it on the sly. And so now that's become such an infectious rot in our system that we have a gangrenous growth on our body politic that needs to be absolutely treated like with anti heavy antibiotics and we need to address this issue identify the people in government that are doing this and get rid of them because they don't belong in this government they don't belong serving it they don't belong in law enforcement most especially if you don't believe me look at the extrajudicious murders happening that cops keep getting away with that is absolutely not okay this is a thing that can't continue this nation is under attack from within by people who think that they are morally superior and ethically superior to others while they simultaneously commit crimes, murder, rape, and theft, and all of the other deadly sins that people are condemned to hell for. And because they have this adherence to this Luciferian doctrine, that is basically what it is, they will not be able to be shaken from that coma without being directly addressed by the larger body politic that does not go along with that. That doesn't matter if you're a Christian or a progressive. You need to identify the people in your group who are not okay with human torture, human trafficking, murder, theft, and rape. Human beings in any country on the planet have a conversation about this stuff and get it out of the out of our government. And that's the only way we're going to stop war. That is the only way we're going to be able to do that. They turned our government into a war machine in which they indoctrinate our citizens who are ordinarily very good, hardworking people into believing that they're doing something like as audacious as spreading freedom when really the only freedom that we spread, in my experience, and this isn't just my opinion, it's also Pat Tillman's opinion who once said that we were cowboys parading into imperial folly. <laughs> that was Pat Tillman's opinion about this as well when he went to Iraq. So I'm not just sitting here talking from the lower level of, of the military and out of turn. This is what I saw also. So a guy who's a special operator all the way down to a lower class guy who's a regular op, op, operating military soldier, a regular member of the military, can see this as clear as day. It's a war crime. These are things that were done and it should never have happened. And I'm not going to sit there and tell you that every person around you is to be suspicious. You need to be suspicious of them, but you need to have conversations and figure out what this is going on in your community. And it needs to start at the community level, the grassroots level, and it doesn't matter who wins this election. The next four years better be a real honest conversation amongst Americans about whether or not we want foreign councils and United Nations organizations that are full of human rights violators to be making decisions about how American citizens are, are to be treated and what they can and can't say, because that's what's going on. It's not a joke. I'm sitting here at a place with a thing called the Century Board, and they have worked with the Atlantic Council and the United Nations and a lot of these people. They end up working in that political class, and they get positions there because they know the right way to, to speak to a lord and a lady, which is to talk about us like we're animals, a chattel, and to talk about economics as if we are too stupid at the lower class to know anything about it. And then they have the audacity to say, well, if you're so smart, then how come you're poor? 
ethics, man. <laughs> if, if making money means I got to screw people over, I'm not going to do it. That's the way that goes. And so I have a track record of being a pain in the ass like this all the way back before I was ever thinking about being in the military. And I don't intend to change that. It's one of the few redeeming qualities I have as a human being, in my opinion. And so I'm just basically imploring my fellow citizens of America to consider this. Consider this conversation. Consider the conversation you just had where you heard an officer being talked to and confronted honestly and then shown video of another one of his officers at his same rank also acknowledging things and being told that they were going on. He also, you can't hear it, but he admits that that's... Uh, the officer and he names the officer I don't want to name him again I don't know if I've named him in the podcast yet but this is relatively unimportant the first name is not enough for you to identify them and individually they shouldn't be held accountable like that this is a, a systemic issue and it's not just racism when they say racism isn't an issue and they want to ignore the fact that well no racism isn't the problem it's half because they mean that well racism is a thing but it's not like you think you're an animal, so you wouldn't understand. And so they just obfuscate from the, from the, the real issue, which is poverty. It, it's definitely a class warfare system. They target the lower class of people, of working class people that work in, as drivers and plumbers and, and ditch diggers, and they keep us enslaved. That's not a, an exaggeration. They keep them enslaved. If you're below a certain awareness level, if you weren't born into a ruling class family, you are not likely to find this out unless you become a target of the surveillance state and you start reading heavily about the history of what the ruling class does in war zones and war history, military history, not just the history that they teach you in history class, the, the bigger picture. So this is, again, the news cycle signing off. This is an explanation of what's been going on in your politics actually for the last four years. And I apologize if it seems a little stressed out. It's because my life is, is exactly as stressful as it sounds at the moment. And it hasn't been any less stressful than that for pretty much a decade. <laughs> and so it's a thing I've gotten used to, but I understand it's a little difficult for people to deal with a high-speed car chase version of a story sometimes, but that's just the way that goes. I'm not allowed to stop moving or stop talking or reporting on things as they're going on. And I'm basically just a commentator. I'm sitting here pointing it out. Wow, that's happening. Holy shit, this is happening. Oh my God, that's real. That's happening. And I, it just as flabbergasted as any American citizen that finds out about any one of these things. But the, the real truth is that it's part of a system, an internal government system. So as I sit here, I got a pest control person driving by me right now. Earlier this morning, I got an animal control person driving by. And if you read about the, the housing areas that are being most affected by this COVID-19 eviction process, a lot of them are places that have infestation problems and are run down. That's not an accident. They purposely sabotage people's homes. So rather than coming and getting rid of the rats, they might come and drop a few off. And so that's why you can't get rid of the mouse problem, the cockroach problem, because they're a bunch of rats and a bunch of cockroaches that are trying to fuck up your neighborhood on purpose. So that's not a joke. Again, it's, I wish it was. It's not a thing that anybody should ever have to experience, but it's a thing that happens regularly. And I, I'd have to argue that some of these people that think they're special are actually not all that special. They're actually really rather simple.
human beings that don't believe in anything except getting away with shit. And so, unfortunately for us, that is a much bigger problem than anybody would probably realize just from watching the news about this election cycle. So, this is the news cycle. Again, signing off. Have a good day.